0: hi and welcome to the first of the first bible study um so here we have ola and ogre and you're going to be talking about some very interesting topics so um firstly we just need to say we're not experts on life but we are saved by the grace of god and that makes us Children of God, so we can talk about God's stuff. Yeah, before we begin, we're going to have a quick word of prayer, and then we'll start. How about, Ola, you pray for us? Okay. Lord Jesus, we just
1: thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to have a Bible study, Lord. We know that you are here. And we know that you have um, led us to do this. And Lord, I pray that as we study the word and realign our views to what you are saying, that we will grow in understanding of you as a person. And also, the people that are listening to this podcast, that they will grow in understanding of what you say and what your words say. And Lord, I just pray that we will grow and we will learn together about you and we will just understand what your views are on a lot of these controversial topics that we are surrounded with what we may not totally know your view on and Lord, just open our minds open our understanding lord and help us to dig deeper in your word in the name of jesus amen
0: amen so what do we have today um Today we are going to be talking about God's. Um, what was it again, Allah? God's, um,
1: God's. plan
0: for life. life. Yeah, God's plan. No, you use the word. What's purpose? Yeah, God's purpose for life. That was what I was looking for. So. Yeah, we're going to be talking about God's purpose for life. What is our life? Very important to him and what his plans are for us. We're going to be looking into a couple of scriptures as we do this. um So, uh, should we start with the Psalm 139 scripture? Yeah, classical scriptures to start okay. with. And I think we should read it in an easy version. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Are you take it as well? Pardon? Are you using KJV as well? Um, I had my KJV open, but now I'm going to switch to something easier. Maybe amplified version.
1: Okay. I like to read through the amplified version. I also like to use ESV.
0: Okay. So
1: I'll probably be using that on my, on my phone. So Psalms 139.
0: What verse, or was... I think it was the 13 and 13 to 16, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah,
1: this is I actually studied this yesterday, so this is amazing. That's interesting. <laughs> We also, oh, can we also use KJV so we, so I'm reading I'm looking at ESV and you're using it Amplified can we use the three versions and just yeah. compare yeah.
0: yeah that's perfect
1: okay, shall so I read from um, Psalms 139 from verse well, let me see 13 13 to 16 is it yes that is from the
0: English Standard Version. That's very close. That's very similar to the Amplified Version as well. What does he'll say? So. For you formed my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have have seen my unformed substance and in your book we are all written the days that we appointed for me. When as yet, there was not one of them even taking shape. Wow. A lot yeah. of the ways
1: they were appointed for me. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine? So we have like days that have been appointed to us right from as soon as we get formed. To as soon as the egg and the sperm meet together, God has appointed days <laughs> for us that Mm. is deep that is that is huge yeah
1: i love the way he says you form my inner parts because you know when i when (laughs) i they don't call it a baby but when i think it's an embryo right
0: is um yeah it's embryo
1: when an embryo is formed you know um humans we don't call it a baby but god knows from the moment you are conceived god knows and he knows about you. He knows about your personality. He knows your likes and dislikes. Yeah, and you're already full, a fully grown human, in yeah. his eyes from the moment you're conceived. Yeah. So like he knows you so intimately. He knows you so well. He know the way he knows me as an on a mid twenties young lady. The same way he knows a child that has just been conceived. Mm-hmm. Which, even with the parents' knowledge or without the parents' knowledge, so sometimes the parents don't, may not know that a child has been conceived at that very moment. But the moment that child was conceived, God knows, God knows that child so intimately. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And and it makes me the, the what you just said it reminds me of um, parts of the of the scripture where God actually spoke to the parents or the mother when the child was in the room before the child came out. What's that? Really? What there's a sound in the background. Is there? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's it. Okay. Yeah. So like it's it's amazing. I was I was reading um I was in a, a study um a few weeks ago with my husband and we were looking into, it was um, the twins, Esau, Jacob and Esau, and God told the mother of Jacob, um, Rebecca, God uh, already told her about Esau and Jacob and what will become of them and how Jacob will rule his brother. So, like, and then there is a, an instance of... um, um John the Baptist and Zechariah, God spoke to Zechariah about John the Baptist, and this was right when these these boys or men were still in the womb, so they were still Mm -hmm. um, fetuses, I guess, that's what they're called after they moved from embryo state, Um, so they were still like a fetus, they were not even probably like, they were not even like a child yet at this time, they are not babies yet time, so it was amazing how God already told the parents about their lives while they were in the womb. So it makes us it makes us understand that God is very, very much interested in our life right from where we are conceived even before we come out of our mother's womb. That is deep. That shows up it shows us that God has a plan and a purpose for us and He loves us. So that love starts from conception till like when go back to heaven to meet him so
1: oh my goodness that reminds me as you were saying that that reminds me of jeremiah jeremiah 1 verse 5 so i'm gonna read in my actually i'm gonna read this in my kjv version because i really like how it is and then i'm gonna read in esv so in kjv jeremiah 1 verse 5 it says before i seen thee in the belly, i knew thee Uh Forth out of the womb I sanctify thee, and I obtain thee a prophet the nations. That is so powerful. Because even before he was formed, so you know you're talking about how well God, God when the moment from the moment we are conceived, God knows us. before we are even conceived. So God is saying, before I formed you, before I even made you, I I knew you. I knew you so intimately. I knew your likes and your dislikes. I knew everything about you. I knew the things that make you, that will bring you down. I Knew the things that will make you high. I knew. I know. I know what you love. I know what you don't. You don't really like. I know your 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 favorite pastimes. And like, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you and prophet to the nations. It's like wow, God actually has plans for us. Like He has dreams. You know, our parents. Our yeah. parents have dreams for us and they're like oh I would like you to do this I want you to be better than where I am now God also has dreams for us he has plans like he like hey talking to Jeremiah I anointed you to be a prophet of the nation before you were even formed like I already had plans for you I already had dreams and big dreams for you and it just it brings to my mind um in Jeremiah Jeremiah 11, 23 that says he has plans I can't even remember that scripture off my head. But, um, yeah,
0: there, I, I, while you were thinking about that, I was just remembering, I think it's Isaiah 43, verse 1, that said, um, I have called you by my name or something like that. So, like, you know, um, yeah, but now that says Bye. the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. So, you know, it, it also reminds me of this of this scripture that um says um all souls are mine. So like even while you have been conceived, God gives you God knows your name while you're conceived. And he's already like told you you are mine, you're my child, you know. He's put that um He's put his spirit in you already, even Mm. while you are in your womb, in in your mother's womb. So that is that is very special. And then when you grow up, you are meant to carry on that spirit because you are God's. That is the whole. That is like the basic. You know, when we talk about God's purpose for life, that's the that's the initial part so it's also god's purpose for life also has stuff to do with identity as well your identity in christ it's 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 a huge topic it's not it's not just something about when you when you're born but we are going to start from when you're born to when you grow older what is god's purpose for life um ola you're going to say something um yeah i was um even in
1: isaiah in Isaiah forty five verse four. Oh goodness, I just so I have my KJV Bible for the week. It <laughs> says, um, For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee. So oh. Thou hast known me. And if I look at that in the ESV version, to bring better clarity, um it's pretty much the same thing, but it says, For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you though you do not know me.
0: So I prefer the surname part. Me too. I actually prefer the KJV
1: bit for the bit when I say surname because it's you know it's your family name. A surname is a family name. Yeah. Um it's it's a name that you don't choose. Yeah. You get given from your family. Comes from so it's like it's basically God is basically saying that yeah, I called you my own. You're my child. I
0: I birthed you I, basically, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I identified you as my son or as my mm-hmm. daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me. It reminds me of um, like you know, back in the days when if a, a child, a child without a surname is like um, a nobody. Surname yeah. was very important then. They'll ask you, "Who are you? Who's your father?"
1: Mm.
0: That's so basically the scripture is saying, "You, you know, your surname is God, like the mighty God, like Adonai." And mm. so, who is your father? So when you like, it's like God's purpose for your life. God is saying, "I am." your father like you remember when he says when he introduces himself to to moses in exodus and he goes like tell the children of israel i am has sent you and amplified this to the better of you says i am who i am i am what i choose to be i'm like whoa this is major like this is this is like someone mighty just stamping himself in your life and he's telling you that this i am that is mightier than the mightiest on, on this earth Is telling you, I am your father. I surname you. I give you my name. Man, you are special.
1: Mm. Right from your
0: mother's womb, you are special. Right from being an embryo, you are special. To a fetus, you are special. To a baby, you are special. And you grow into adulthood. Like, you are God's.
1: And yeah, what's so powerful about that is that with the 7.4 billion people in this world, God knows each and every one of us. Like he knows us so, even that 7.4 billion people in the world at the moment, we're not talking about all the pregnant ladies or all the people who have just literally conceived. We're not talking about, we're just talking about the people that are actually humans. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that are actually um, have been born. but God knows the ones that have been born. God knows the ones that have just been conceived. And he knows them all individually. And he calls them by their name. And he has a name for them. He has a purpose for them. So it's not just, you're not just an accident. No matter if it was just, oh, you, it just happened. No one is an accident.
0: No one. God knows.
1: God knows a pl- He has plans for that child. He has plans for that, for that embryo as his embryo. He has plans. And the most amazing thing is, is like. You know, when you when you study, when study biology, and you know, um, okay, so sperm and egg come together, you just think of it like a sperm and an egg. But yeah. well, God knows sperm, what 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 egg that sperm will go to, and he knows who's gonna be created, and he already has plans. And it's like, and the most amazing thing is that even it's like everybody is seen, everybody is known of God. that God sees you, nobody is invisible. You know, in this world where everybody's rushing around, you're busy, you know, you're hustling, and you're, trying to, um, you're trying to make ends meet and you're doing, you're working and you have your family. And this. Sometimes you don't even get to know your neighbours, you might not even get to know the person that lives down the road. You don't know these people. Sometimes there may be people in a house who have, have not come out for years because they can't come out. They, they, they're going through so much things. And yet, God is saying, I see you. I know you. To the woman who... A woman who has been raped and has, has has conceived and is really broken, God is saying, "I know you. I see you."
0: I was going to actually have a question for that. Okay. So, because now we're talking about God's purpose for life, we're going from the conception stage. At a later point, we'll you know graduate this conversation into adulthood and you know how we live our life but now we're still in the conception stage and before a child is born what is god's purpose for that child's life how about a child who was who has been conceived out of rape what would you say is that is that child's life you know still important to god and what about the mother you know having that baby and every time she sees that child or the baby she She thinks about the experience which is very, very traumatic. So what do we say to such a mother? What do we say to such a child? Well, firstly,
1: I think for me, my view on this is that that child's life should not be defined by the sin of the father. By the, um, the action of the father, it shouldn't define that child's life, and unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes um, a child identity this is formed when they're they're young, and it can it can come out of the way they're treated from their parents or for their mom or for their family members around them, and so if they're always made to feel like you were an accident, I shouldn't have had you, like I hated the fact that I had you. That may start. That will start getting to their mind. They start thinking that's identity, like their shame, they're, they're unwanted. Um, but first thing, a child, a child who has been born out of rape is never is completely innocent and should not be punished for the evil acts of their father. And then also in terms of from the mother's perspective, you know, honestly, to go through something like that, I think it's so it's so hot
0: and, and it's interesting that the bible actually does have instances of rape we know about tamar that was raped by her brother yeah okay. was Tama. <laughs> this uh, is tamar i think she's the daughter of david um Oh yes, yes, yes. oh yes oh yes yes she was oh yes i remember yeah I, when yeah. anton raped his raped his half sister yeah um and then absalom raped the ten david's concubines as well apparently in the bible so there are a couple of rape cases actually in the bible which is very interesting um. what about when um? and David and Bathsheba as well I think rape
1: okay let's even get it
0: <laughs> yeah because you know the bible doesn't explicitly say that this was rape but of course a married woman who is just having a shower the next minute David is sleeping with her what would you call that and because he's a king she couldn't have said no
1: then I guess you can say the same
0: thing about Esther yeah I guess you could say I guess you could say that too about Esther but I, I think Esther is a, lot, is a different case and is another topic of another, for another day. but yeah. there are great cases in the bible we should just add, like admit that um, however the thing is God punished all, the, all of the people all of the men because these were men and women they were not There are no women to men. But these are all men and women. and Like men doing it to women. And God punished all the men. Who did this thing. So what I will say to the woman is. Do not. Do not. Have it. Unforgiveness in your heart. I know it's the most difficult thing to forgive. Someone who must have done that. It's so difficult. But the easiest. Way to get on with your life is to pray for the person that may have done this to you. Because the Bible tells us that when you want to keep coals of fire on your enemy's head, well, it, does, it doesn't put it that way, but I'm just rephrasing. When you want to keep coals of fire on your enemy's head, you do them good. So the good thing you can do for that person is pray for that person. Pray for that person's salvation. Pray for that person's state of heart. Pray that the person will not have a next victim, but that mm-hmm. the person will come to God, come to the knowledge of God, and will turn themselves into the authorities themselves. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm all advocate for that part. Like, the man <laughs> needs to turn himself in. It's it's wrong before man. It's wrong before God. They need to turn themselves into the authorities and be like, yeah, I raped a woman. And. Um, um. That is my personal opinion. This has nothing to do with Bible, by the way. The Bible <laughs> part is the forgiveness part. The me part is pray that a person turns themselves into. Um, so, like, instead of turning that anger and turning it against the child by, like, if a child comes out of it, um, we're not talking about rape in general. We're talking about rape where a child is involved. Um, because we are not really experts in psychology or something, how a woman feels. So that's why we're not dabbling into the topic of rape as a, as a total topic. Um, we're only mentioning God's purpose for life. So God's purpose, God has a purpose for a baby, a, an embryo, if it us. That baby is not a bacteria or an infection that you take um, antibiotics for, and it's gone. It's not the same thing. I've heard a lot of people say, it's my body, I do what I want. Sure, it's your body, but the Bible makes, us, makes it clear that our body is the temple of God. Do you want to go to that scripture? Let's just go to the scripture and just, and just see what the Bible says about that. You know? Yes. So let's open the Bible and read that part. What I don't remember the scripture. I really don't. I know it's in the New Testament. Forgive me. I don't. Um, um, Corinthians. Which of the Corinthians? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a
1: very good point.
0: <laughs> um, First Corinthians chapter six. Yeah.
1: First Corinthians chapter six, verse um nineteen.
0: No, you know you not that your body is the temple of God? I think that's how
1: yeah. it starts. Yeah. So he says, um, ooh, this is okay. So let me just start from verse let me start from verse 15, right? So this is KJV, yeah. <laughs> so you find it in another in another version, of, okay. okay,
0: okay.
1: So KJV says from verse um first Corinthians chapter. 6 verse 15 know ye not that your bodies are the members of christ shall i then make the members of christ and make them the members of an harlot god forbid what know you not that he which is joined in harlot is, is one body is that the one we're looking for
0: um yeah oh yeah, yeah okay. okay, it's the same one so
1: what know you not that he- that he which is joint and harlot is one body. For two saith he shall become one. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And then he starts saying, flee fornication. Lord. Okay, let me write, read that bit. Verse 18 says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that commits a fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple for the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Wow.
0: Mm, yeah. That part, the last part, so we are bought with a prize.
1: Bought with a prize.
0: We're bought with a prize. So that is the, like, you know, when I hear women talking about, oh, it's my body, I should decide what to do. True. But we even bought it with a price. You cannot. It's not, and that price was the price of life. It wasn't. Jesus Christ did not just come to die. Like he didn't. It's not like he came to just buy us or something with gold. You know, back then they used gold dust and stuff. He didn't just bring bags of gold dust to buy us off uh, from the devil. He actually paid with his blood to buy us back to christ to buy us away from the world away from the filthiness away from the unforgiveness away from the hatred and the um unlovey- unlovingness should i call it or <laughs> uh, being unloved and away from all these nasty things going on in the world and um this dirty life he came to call us away from all that into his marvelous light i think there's a scripture that says something like that how he brought us out into his marvelous light that we may now be called the sons of god the daughters of god children of god like give us um he said he came to give us uh, a future and a hope that um, is that is that is god's purpose god god came down himself in the form of man to Give us a future and a hope. Like, I i don't know what whoever is listening to this may have been through. I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know if you've had a rape case in your life before. But there is hope in Christ. There is a future in Christ. And even if you've committed an abortion before remember there is hope in christ there is a future in christ christ will not condemn you for all of these things you've done all you need to do is go back to him and plead the blood of jesus because that's the purpose for which he came to die for our sin he came to die to redeem us to forgive us to for us to be at peace with our maker so you know i just had to add that i think i've talked a lot Allah, you will have to Conclude or say something because I this is definitely a topic we cannot finish today, yeah, sure.
1: Um, but talking of verses about bodies, the body of your, your body being a temple, and there's also, um, there's another verse in in First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, and it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple
0: mm. and that God's spirit
1: dwells in you? Mm. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and Whoa. you. Temple. That's very heavy,
0: isn't
1: it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't just do anything you want with your body because you are God's temple. Like, you're not just, like you said, you've been bought with a price. It's not, yeah. you know, the, it come, what comes to mind is that William McDowell song that says, and in, I remember the name of the song, but it says, My life is not my own. To you, yeah. I belong. Give myself away. So, yeah, I give myself away. Give myself away is the name of the type of the song. But it's like, literally, our lives don't belong to us. They belong to God. Like, mm-hmm. we are. We are literally, we are the God's temple. Our bodies are God's temple. And then also in Romans 12, and I love Romans 12. I really love this scripture. Romans 12, verse 12. Romans 12, verse one to two. It talks about um, offering your life as a living sacrifice. And it says, um, I'm going to read, the, I don't know what version this is, but I might show on the internet, but I'll just read it out. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and improve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. And I love how KJV says it. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I love it because it's just, it says offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And a sacrifice is something that you always, you're, a sacrifice is someone that's been offered up to be killed, right? So you're offering your bodies, you're offering your life, you're offering you as a sacrifice. It's all up to God. It's all saying, God, have your way with me. It's not my it's not own. Anything will.
0: in my life, basically.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it literally comes from a po- point of view that God, like this, me, like my body, my my life, everything I have belongs to you. Mm. So you know, if we're coming from that perspective, then you know. If I come from that perspective, then life, even having having, if you've been in a unfo- really horrible and unfortunate case of rape, you've had that in your life. Just know that God has you. God has you. That is not. That's not the end. That is not the end. And another thing is, my sister once said this, and and it really, it, it really touched me, um, because it was just, it was so beautiful, and you're scared at the same time. She spoke about how. You know, a lot of times we think rape, you know, a child comes out rape, it's so sad, you know, you should you know, it's it's natural. I guess it's it's unfair to the mother to keep the baby. Right? And she's like, sometimes we miss the purpose of God because we we think sometimes we think so rationally like that. But God can make something that is so broken and so so horrible and make it into something so beautiful. Mm. Like God will make that child that's come out of rape, that baby that's been that embryo, that fetus that has been conceived from rape to be one of the greatest joys of your life. But because you don't give God that opportunity, you don't see how your story's gonna change. That's true. And that just reminds me of um in Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we're gonna talk about the prayer of Jabbeth, right? In First Chronicles chapter 4, um, verse Eight um well from verse yeah eight I guess. So um actually maybe say five and verse six because basically he's just talking it's a chronology, so um I just don't even want to start pronouncing the names but I have problems pronouncing them. But okay, from verse nine it says, um was more honorable than his brethren, than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabeth, saying, Because I bore him in pain. So this is a mum that's basically she's probably had a hard labour, had a hard pregnancy, or whatever is, the circumstance to which she conceived Jabez. She has now used that circumstance to define the child. Because I, me as a person, I believe that the first a name is very important to a child. True. Because that's. The you're speaking into that you're speaking words into that child's life so he's kind of like and words have power you know the bible says the word there's power there's death and life in the the power of the tongue so you're speaking words over that guy's life over that child's life you're going to and it's going to transform their destiny um so she said because i bore him in pain so she had already in a way cursed her son because Mm. of her and jebeth called upon the god of israel saying Oh that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it will not bring me pain and God granted what he asked and that that 's it that 's the only thing we hear about everything in the Bible that But he was who? more honorable than his brethren he was identified his name, his life okay, so his mom had already um Prophesied over him, prophesied bad things over him because of that situation. And yet he turned to God and his life got changed. And God honoured him. I love the way in KJV it says it. Um, from verse 10, it says 1 oh, a- Chronicles, you say? First Chronicles chapter 4. Okay. Um, so First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse I'm reading from well, we can, is, I'm reading from verse 10. But it starts from nine, where it says yeah. Jabeth was more honourable than his brethren, mm. and he bore him his name Jabeth Pain because I bore him in sorrow. So that's even I feel like that's deeper than pain. You bore him in sorrow. That's someone that even you know, when when someone has experienced rape, it, it crushes them. It yeah. it destroys them. It, it rips apart all their hopes, their dreams that they have,
0: their life. It,
1: literally, everything is just shattered. Yeah. And I just felt so much sorrow. And, and here we see, I don't even know how this woman conceived, how she conceived Javid. But will we know that she said she bore she him. And him be, bore
0: yeah.
1: Him. And then in verse 10, it says, And Javid called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and, thy, and that thine hand might be with me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, and that it might not grieve me. And God granted him that which he had requested. Hmm. And I love that because there's a song I listen to, and I if I can find the name of the song, I'll, um, the name of the song is called, um, it's not called The prayer of Jabbath, but it's called, it's by, I'm sorry, it says, bless me, enlarge my territories. Enlarge my territories, bless me, enlarge oh, my territories. yeah, I
0: think I know that song you're talking about.
1: Um, and it and it's such a beautiful song. I can't remember. Um I can't remember. I'm trying to see who's made it, who wrote it, because I have it on yeah, my
0: pra- territory. Right. That that yeah, is really part Donald, I remember about the song now. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: called, it's called Bless Me, The Prayer of Jabbet. It's by Donald Lawrence. Is it is it Donald Lawrence
0: who's it? Um enlarge, yeah, enlarge my territory. Um yeah, Donald Lawrence, yeah
1: yeah Donald Lawrence and yeah, it's that,
0: me, like, that the evil harm me in mm-hmm.
1: territory yeah and it's basically based off this and it's of a this is a story what about the job it's of a story of a child who had been defined his life had been defined his story had been defined by the evil that came upon his mom what before he even came to this earth and he came to God and asked him god would you change around my story change around my destiny and God did it and I just know, like, something a child can make come out of rape and it's sad. And honestly, the kind of to go through something like that is hard, it's so hard. And you go into a really dark place. However, God is the God of the dark places. Yes. God is the God of the, I mean, there is, um, there's actually like a blog post I'm working on.
0: Is it possible that, um, you know, I have a question. So, you know how Jabez prayed that kind of prayer. Is it possible that the mother could pray that kind of prayer after you know the incident of rape?
1: Yeah, definitely. If
0: it if God can change around
1: this this man's life based on and his life was defined before he even he even could d- define himself. If God can change that, then God can definitely change that that mother's life. Like yeah. God, is, God is able, so like. He, he does he heals you know i think it's isaiah 61 that says he heals a broken hearted yes yeah he is a god of the dark places i mean i remember one time i heard this one time i was i was one i think i was in my, doing my masters and i was thinking to god and i was like god why is there so much evil in the world how is there so much evil and you allow it to happen and you're sitting there and you're seeing it and it must be worse for you because you see it right yeah and you know, to happen and you see you know what's going on to the, even the most secret things in the world you know right and you're yeah. just there how do you allow it to happen yeah, yeah. and um
0: and yeah. i went to church
1: and the man preached on this particular verse and it stood out to me so much and um it's basically in it's exodus chapter 20 verse 21 that's the verse i'm, I'm referring to but in this in the the context is um moses basically god wants to write the laws of the laws on the people's heart this is when he just got the ten commandments he wanted to write it on the people's heart but when the people they saw all the thunder they saw the lightning um they saw the noise of the trumpet they were scared you know they was you know they were scared like it says it actually says um it actually says in if we're going to verse eight from verse 18 to exodus 20 from verse 18 it says now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the the mouth is smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood afar off. And said to Moses, you speak to us and we all listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. And Moses in verse 20 says, Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to you, test you, and the fear of him may be before you, be before you that you may not sin. And they, But they continue staying afar off. It says in verse 21, it says the people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Mm-hmm. God was in thick darkness. God was in a in a time where, in a place where you would not expect God to be. You know, we always say about God is the light of the world, Jesus is the light of the world, He is um the bright and morning star. You know, it was always the light that you know, he's the light in my darkness. But in this verse, like Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was that means that in every dark and sorrowful and evil situation that you can't even see a way out and you even want to question is there a God God is there yeah God is there
0: yeah so even
1: for anybody who has gone through rape and that that the deep like I can't even imagine it the sorrow that your way all your all your hopes and your dream, everything has been crushed. By the way someone violated you, and you—you you don't even know who you are at that moment. You can go out. You can go out. Of your mind, out of your senses. God is there. God is even closest in those times.
0: Going back to Romans chapter twelve, um, verse two, would you say that God has a perfect plan or a perfect will? For someone who has been through rape, I can understand about the child, but I'm talking about the mother
1: yeah i I believe so,
0: yeah, but I... then then it's like, you know, it's possible it's possible, but I wouldn't say God would use evil to manifest his work. Which
1: means like evil to manifest
0: his work? What does mean? What do because mean rape man? is evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't believe that God would use, like, God will purposely put someone in there to manifest yeah. his work. Yeah. However, I do believe that God frustrates the work of the devil mm-hmm. and God could use a situation which the devil has turned into a really bad situation and God could make something beautiful out of it. Mm -hmm. Because that is the purpose Jesus Christ came to this world. This world was in total chaos without hope and God had to do something. So though the devil you know became the ruler of the world and turned it around and made it so evil and we could read Sodom and Gomorrah and all of the cases where God sent fire and all that and the time of Noah and stuff but um the solution was Jesus Christ for Mm -hmm. the entire world so that goes for individuals as well that though the enemy may prey on our life and find a loophole somewhere to bring down God's purpose for our life, God can still turn that around for his good and his acceptable and perfect will to be made manifest. Do you have an example? As you're saying that, it just made me
1: think, do you have an example of the Bible or someone's life or someone's story where it started off not being great, but it ended up
0: been amazing you mentioned esther earlier yes that's a perfect example and her uncle Mordecai. Mm. that is a perfect story because like he was literally almost almost having to kiss the feet of a haman just so he could not die because firstly he was jewish so he was already hated yeah then secondly, he wouldn't bow to the guy. Thirdly, he was poor, he was a servant, really, a gate man, so they like all the odds were against him. Why was he still alive? He made mm. a choice, and then he made a choice to also trust God, even in the very bizarre situation and it's not like he was just poor and a gets man and um you know he was jew but he was a slave yeah the jews at this time were slaves to the to the babylonians so you know everything was just completely totally opposites for them, it wasn't, there was no good hand that was dealt to them at all, would you say God is still not good, no he's good, he's still a good God yeah yeah, because he turned everything around, and see the, the end the end of the story, how Esther became a, a queen, and then the king all of a sudden just starts ruling her favor is that God, yes that's God
1: yeah. Got turned
0: around. Mordecai that was at the gate. Be, be, became the second man to the to the king. Yeah, that is true. That is true.
1: And that's just one of the many stories. Even Ruth is a perfect example as well. Yes. You know, even her her mother in law Naomi as yeah. well. And they got to a point. Where she was like, "Call me Mara." Like yes. God. She was so sorrowful. So, yeah. And she lost her husband, she lost her sons, and went back to Israel. And God turns around the story. And God is that's that's how God does. He turns around stories, he turns around destinies. Yeah. He turns around exactly. lives. Yes. And, that's God. And then we met a guy who was really like well esteemed in in the in a, in a town. He was like she found favor with someone that was really high up who loved her, who was merciful. You know, mm-hmm. because he didn't have to. He didn't, I know they were, he was a, their kinsman,
0: but he didn't have to take them. But he did. He didn't have to. I believe um, God is an expert of telling a bad situation around. Look at the children of Israel. You know, well, I was doing a study of the children of Israel and how they even got to um, Egypt in the first place. They got to Egypt in a very good light, like the the Pharaoh at the time was like, you know, you guys are all families of um, Joseph, yeah, sure come on in, build your house, just make yourself a home and then he dies and his you know, his child or grandchild, I don't know which level of of the um of the generation that was the name pharaoh comes and like oh all this israel israelis are just israelites are just growing up and being becoming so mighty in this land they're taking over our people they're taking over our lands oh let's make them slaves the the children who were born at that time they didn't deserve it yeah they didn't they didn't but they went through it they had to go through all of that step by step and but then God used that to bring them out of the land of Egypt into the land of Canaan. Well, what happened after that is another story for another thing, but they did get to the promised land and the thing is this they went from being like the being
1: slaves from being the dirt underneath people's shoes, like, the way they, the Egyptians were, they hated them, like, they were so racist towards them. They went from slaving around, having their sons killed at birth, all this it, stuff. It was
0: bad. The,
1: and it was so bad, and like, to having their own land, to conquer nations, to people quaking, like, like, the cities in Canaan were quaking when they heard Yeah, <laughs> This is what, like, Yes. God has
0: them totally he, it, it's, it's so amazing completely changed them. and you know the yes. funniest thing out of all of it they still complain midway when they're on their journey they'll complain God will have mercy on them, forgive them they'll beg God oh please forgive us and then they'll come back again and God will help them and all the other lands will be will be will be scared because God was obviously fighting for them. And then they will mess up again, and God will be like, "Oh, you guys do your own thing." And then they will start killing them like like chickens. And next thing, they will beg God again, and God will come back. Man, doesn't that they remind went... that you of they... someone? I know.
1: I think they fought God for so much though. I I was reading yesterday how um. And they they were complaining, we only have manna. <laughs> and when we were in yeah. Egypt, we had and garlic. And, li- and I'm literally like, yeah, but you were bonded. You were in bondage. You literally, you, you couldn't even walk down the street without being caught to Oh, what are you doing? And you'll be beaten. I mean, come on. They were complaining. They were like, Oh, we only have manna God was so mad. And he killed them. you were so mad and then he was like oh don't worry i'll give you quails i'll give you meat until it comes out of your noses
0: I and yeah, then what and that and happened.
1: literally as as when they looked, he said the quails when they came they were like it was like as if like a massive wall. there were so many and they all came to collect they came to collect as they were eating god was angry and
0: just killed some of them like, this pastor was, this pastor mentioned one day um at church I was, and his was like um god is god is faithful he said, when I mean God is faithful, you go commit fornication, God is faithful enough to give you a baby. God is so faithful that you steal <laughs> and you will get caught by the police. That's God's faithfulness. He said, faithful. when, when he was saying, when I mean God is faithful, when the Bible says God is faithful, he is faithful even when you do bad, he is faithful to bring down that punishment, and I'm like, that is so true. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> uh, he just, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, um, so back to our topic. I just wanted to, we need to end now. Actually, it's almost an hour. Um, that's really really long, but we'll definitely revisit this with more questions and if people have more questions regarding this topic they can send them in and actually there's an email you could use um you could send them yeah there's an email where let me just be... let me be sure it's <laughs> still in operation um, because i've not signed into that email in a while which is terrible of me i should always sign in there um The email, I think it's pearlsinspirited at gmail.com but I will very much confirm that before the end of this conversation. (laughs) Pearls Inspirited Pearl as in the like a precious stone kind of thing. Yeah. P-E-A-R-L S Inspirited I-N-S-P-I-R-I-T-E-D at gmail.com so yes any your questions there if you're listening and we will be glad to answer what we can answer and what we cannot answer we could look into scriptures if we cannot find a scripture we will have other people to ask who are more knowledgeable than us and who are more versed in spiritual things
1: pray by that god will just open our minds and show us because I'm pre- the thing is I'm starting to realize that God has an answer for everything in his word. God does. It may not be, so may not be as black as white as we see it, but God will just show us that like, this is what this is connected to. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, of course we also pray about it. too. We prayed at the beginning of the of the podcast. So yeah, um but but yeah, ju- just to round up for today's session, because it's almost an hour gone. Okay. Um yeah, let's keep it, let's keep it a little bit, you know, <laughs> short, um, short and nice and sweet. Um, That would be Psalm 147 verse 3. Okay. The NIV version says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. King James version says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Same thing. Same difference. Job 5 verse 18 says, for he wounds but also binds. He strikes Mm. but his hands also heal. So basically saying he's a God of judgment and mercy. But today we are talking more on the merciful side because, of course, someone who has been a victim of rape um, needs God's help, God's mercy, and God's healing hand. So, yeah, and if by any chance you are listening to this and you've been uh, what do you call it? The the accuser or ac- whatever, accused of rape, you've mm. been the one who has actually done it. Um Just know that God is faithful. He is faithful to bring judgment. He is faithful to also bring mercy. Mm. I pray today that you choose mercy. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to leave us on that note of Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and and, and binds up their wounds. And if you do need further prayer, further, you know, support, well, probably not psychological because I really can't do much with that. Instead, it just makes me cry when I hear people (laughs) give me that kind of story. I'm just, like, so sad. Um, But, yeah, if you do need biblical support, prayers and all that, email us at gmail.com and we'll be glad to pray for you. To send you scriptures that could help and um, strengthen you spiritually, and pray that the love of God will envelop you, and that you know you'll move on from unforgiveness to forgiveness, and that the love of God will grow in your heart. Ola, do you have anything to say before we go? No, um, except for the fact that, yeah, just the,
1: but like just what you said about how. God is a God of mercy. He's also God of judgment and justice. And um, to the accuser and the to the victim and the person that inflicted, like God is God can still heal. God can still redeem every situation, every person. And even to the child or someone that's come out of a case like that, God can still restore and and, and turn that sorrow into joy. And turn the grief into something to laugh about. So... Um, prayer of Jabez. Exactly. He can turn around destinies. He can turn around lives. You only have to believe and trust and he will do it for you. So...
0: Absolutely. Yeah, on that
1: on that note, do you want to round up in prayer? Okay.
0: Yeah, so we will pray. We will pray. And Father Lord Jesus, we thank you for an opportunity like this that we could share in your word. And... Give your word out just as much as you poured into our lives too. We pray for those who are seeking purpose in their life that they find your purpose for their lives, and that they, that every one of us remembers that you have surnamed us, that we will find our identity in you. And we also pray for the young woman or woman or however old the woman is that. She who has been a victim of rape, that Lord Jesus, you reveal to her you yourself, and show her your love and show her your compassion and your mercy, so much so that she will be willing to forgive and move on with her life because that way she can heal. And Lord, we ask that you heal every every brokenhearted, bind up every wound. Use the precious blood of Jesus to cover up all of our sins. For the person who has done, who has committed the sin of rape, we ask that if if this person comes to you in spirit and in truth and confesses their sin, that you please in your mercy forgive and you help them to speak to the person that they have wronged and give grace to this people to forgive one another in the name of Jesus. And we pray for that child that has been conceived out of rape. We ask that, just like Jabez, you enlarge their coast, you change Amen. their name, you turn around their situation for good, and that there will be a blessing to their family, to people around them, and to the community and the world at large in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we 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 ask that Um, You bless every other person listening to this podcast. And if they may, they may not have been product of rape or anything, but we ask that anyone who may harbor any form of taking life in any shape or form through abortion, through murder, we ask that you speak to them in your own way. You remind them of your divine purpose for which you have created us. And that all souls are yours. And that you have surnamed us. You you have given us a name. You have known our purpose. You have known our life right from when we, when we were conceived. And only you, Lord, because you created us, only you are in charge of taking our life when you please. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for reminding us of your word. And give us the heart to receive all of these words. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen amen i hope that prayer wasn't too long but um we hope um, you can tune in or come back here next month because this is only once a month that we can have the time to share some things with you and hope you share some things with us as well this is from ola and ogre ola say hi and bye <laughs> <laughs> Oh hi!
1: <laughs> i <I'm laughs> bye <laughs> Lovely, Lovely. So, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.